0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals. It was neat to see you play, and it's fun to talk to you all these years later because you played with a lot of joy and you played with passion and i've seen dan dicko hit some big shots in ncaa tournament (laughs) every morning when i'm working out i'm listening to your podcast keep up the great work well you know i gotta salute you man like i've been watching you since i was in high school trying to mimic all your moves i think there were a lot of kids who looked at dan dickow and said dan dickow can play at this level i can play at this level Welcome to today's episode of the ISO on SB Live Sports in the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow. Conversation typically trends around the sport of basketball. Today's is a great guest, someone who had a ton of success at the University of Washington as an all Pac-10 first team member in 0405. He's currently giving back to the Seattle basketball scene by coaching alongside Brandon Roy at Garfield, as well as Seattle Rotary. One of the best AAU programs, not just on the West Coast, but in the country. Trey Simmons, Trey, how goes life in Seattle?
0: Uh, Everything's good, man, no complaints.
1: Well, the one complaint I have is, uh, you know, working for SB Live and we don't get a chance to really cover and watch high school basketball right now. You look across the nation, 45 different states, Are playing. I don't want to get into that part, but I do want to get into the fact that the Seattle basketball scene is as good as any across the country. You lived it by coming up through Garfield, and now you're giving back to the young kids uh, with Seattle Rotary AAU as well as Garfield. What sets Seattle apart compared to other places?
0: Um, I think I think what sets Seattle apart is the uh, the brotherhood. You know, um me playing me playing in uh different countries and, and meeting different guys from different uh states and cities, um, you know, they always said like like it seems like you guys are always like you guys are always like together, you know. I'm like and it's true, he was like, you know, like my city, uh, you know, we're not like that. We're so we're so apart, you know. Um, so I think that's one of the main uh, aspects that we have is uh It's like a brotherhood up here.
1: How does that come to be? I know Jamal Crawford um, fairly well. I know I was teammates with Brandon Roy in the NBA with the Blazers. And I know there's uh, other guys that have been guests on my, my ISO podcast. And I've asked them similar questions, but they all pull for each other. They all root for each other. They all help each other out and support them. But is there one guy that kind of set that standard of helping each other out? Or is it just kind of, that's the way you guys learned it and that's the way you always kind of approach it.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it was a, um, I think it was like a, a contagious thing, you know, it started off with, you know, when I was younger, you know, in middle school, going to high school, like Jason Terry was looking out for me, you know, uh, and then, you know, it trickle down to Jamal and then it trickles down to Brandon and it starts trickling down to everybody. And then we just, we just see what they're doing and we want to emulate that. So I think it was just a contagious thing that we had.
1: You mentioned some really good names. Jason Terry is a guy that unfortunately doesn't probably get as much acclaim from being from Seattle and being a part of it as maybe he should. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that uh, he didn't move back to Seattle. A lot of it is he's kind of furthering his own career as a coach right now an assistant at Arizona. Um, when you look at Jason Terry – Brandon Roy, Jamal Crawford, some of these other guys. uh, Who really stands out to you um, as the best players from Seattle? And that's a loaded question because there are so many.
0: That's tough. Um, I would say if Brandon never got hurt, he would be by far the best player that came out of Seattle. I mean, he still did some great things in the years that he was – you know, at UW and in the NBA. But, you know, um, I mean, Jason Terry, he won championships on all levels, high school, college, and NBA. And Jamal's played for 20 years in the NBA. So that's a tough question. (laughs)
1: Well, I'll I'll, I'll let you kind of slide on that one because I I agree with you. It's a hard one. I mean, because you got those guys, Nate Robinson, you could throw him in the mix. Maybe not best basketball player, but best athlete from the Seattle area. Um, And I I have been on record saying Brandon Roy would have been a Hall of Famer had he not had knee injuries. Do you feel the same?
0: Yes, 100%.
1: It's some of the things that he did uh, were mind-boggling at a young age in the NBA because of his poise, his fundamental base, and his competitiveness as well as his leadership. When you look at playing at the University of Washington, you played with some really good teammates under Coach Lorenzo Romar. What was it? What was what was the draw to play on Montlake, um, being that you were a, a Seattle area kid?
0: uh i mean for one you know i was i was from here and also um my guys was playing there you know um too so i i actually verbally committed to unmv before i went to Utah, and uh you know it didn't work out so um pretty much will and those guys was recruiting me <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it worked out pretty well. All Pac-10 first team uh, your senior year. Uh, but you were a, somebody that it it didn't just automatically translate. You, you went from uh, high school at Garfield. You went to a couple different junior colleges. And I don't know a lot of the backstory, but I do know that a lot of times when players go to junior college and then they ended up making it to uh, the levels that you made, whether it's UW and then go play professionally for 10 years or so, There's a belief in in yourself and there's a passion to the game uh, that drives you. What was it that drove you to be able to have that success?
0: Um, I mean, a lot of my friends were, were, you know, playing basketball as well, too. So I pretty much didn't want to be left out. (laughs) You know, um, that was pretty much it. You know, I just didn't want to be left out. And I wanted to show everybody that I was also one of the best players that came out of here also.
1: That second junior college that you went to Green River (laughs) Community College, uh, just outside Seattle, you played for current Montana head coach Travis DeCure, who's also from the Seattle area. Um, What, what is it about him that made you successful? Did he kind of instill a belief in you or what was it, that allowed him to really get the best out of you?
0: Uh, I mean, he pretty much just gave, put the ball in my hand and said, you know, just go, man. Um, I think he's seen, I think he's seen the, um, a lot in me. So um, he gave me like confidence out of this world, you know, just to just let me go, just give me the green light and um, just make it my team. Um, He was always in the gym. You know with me picking me up from my house um doing whatever he could to um you know to uh, get me to the next level
1: yeah, coaches having a belief in a player can make all the difference um you know i started my career at university of washington under bob bender um we made the ncaa tournament both years but it wasn't right for me coach few had all the confidence in the world for in me allowing me to have a successful run at gonzaga you go from a coach in DeCure at Green River to now UW with with Coach Romar. And I've gotten to know Lorenzo from being recruited by him in high school all the way till now. And when he's in your corner, he instills an unbelievable amount of confidence in players. How would you describe Coach Romar, uh, both as a coach as well as a person?
0: Um, uh, Man, he's he's like damn near perfect, man. Like, like, you don't cuss, like it's nothing like, you know, um, and you know, he, he was, a he also played also. So, you know, um, player, player coach, um, and he also, he gave, you know, he pretty much gave our, our whole team the green light to just, to just go. And, um, you know, the way we played was perfect for, for us also. Um, You know, Coach Dollar. You know, I think Coach Dollar was a huge, huge help um, with uh, with our success. Also,
1: you mentioned Coach Romar kind of let you guys play the way that that I've been to. I've had it described to me from him in the past when I've had different broadcasting games, and we've talked about the different UW teams that were very good in those um, kind of mid two thousands. Was he's going to give you guys? structure on how to play defensively and if you guys did these certain things he's going to let you go in transition and make plays is that how you remembered it being
0: yeah like I remember one time um I was we we was playing and uh (laughs) I think I messed up on defense or something and I missed a shot uh I, I didn't shoot it or something and dollar was like on me like he was like, I don't give a damn about your defense. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I was like, all right.
1: <laughs> you know, when, when coaches kind of empower players to play free and with confidence, it, it, it is a beautiful thing to watch. You look at that team, the teams that, that Coach Romar had the most amount of success under. Is there is there one or two players that you didn't play with, but you wish you could have been teammates with? you up yeah
0: um, I think one I think I wish we would have had we still would have had Anthony Washington my senior year because that was the only thing we was missing was a big um, my senior year I think we would have went further uh, into the tournament if we would have had him
1: you guys had were' loaded with guards <laughs> yeah absolutely you know you had uh, guys that could shoot it make plays for others. Uh, they were attacking. And yeah, I I would agree. Another big to kind of man the paint rebound and be a presence for you guys would have been helpful. You go from UW, you go play professionally for about 10 years or so in Europe and you play in a lot of the really good leagues. You played in Spain, you played in Israel, you played in, in Greece. Most people don't realize how interesting or unique those experiences can be whether you're not getting paid on time whether you're having a general manager a coach or an owner say completely conflicting things to you of what is expected of you or, or done do you have a do you have an experience that when you look at it now you just shake your head and can't believe that you went through
0: uh yeah actually I do I have several um but one that just popped in my head was when I was playing in Greece and Pauk, Um, you know, they wasn't paying us on time. And uh, I had a teammate, Mamadou Njai. He was, uh, he was, you know, he was looking out for me, He wasn't getting paid. So he kind of went on strike himself. Like he would come to practice, but he would not practice at all. He would just sit there. So, you know, I'm trying to pick up on things. This is my first year and, So we had a team meeting and everybody's like, we're not gonna practice. So I'm like, all right, cool. Come to find out the president thought I started it. So he suspended me (laughs) off the team, but kept me there. And then brought me back like two weeks later and me and him had like a big clash and then it was like some mafia stuff, man. Like it was him and like three other big dudes. So we're going at it and suspends me, brings me back on the team. We make it to the playoffs and then like we was cool after that. But it was crazy.
1: I, I can only imagine what that would have been like. I, I played for a team for a short, a very short stretch in Southern Italy. And, and I kind of in the same boat. I, I think the team was the ownership and the management were run by, you know, not what you would perceive is what you were really getting into when you agreed to the contract. So you spent some time over in Europe, you played for some really good teams, you come back to the Seattle area and you've spent a lot of time kind of pouring into the youth. We talked a little bit about some of the guys that came before you or or were in your timeframe, but with the amount of talent that is in the Seattle area right now, is there a youngster or two that, um, you can look at and say that, Hey, that kid is a can't miss. I, I look forward to either helping him develop or watching him down the road with his career,
0: man. There's, there's a whole bunch, man. Like <laughs> there's a lot. And even in, in Tacoma, you know, uh, Isaiah has been inviting me to these runs with these high school kids and a couple professionals, um, a lot of kids in Tacoma. There's a lot of kids in Seattle. Um, I mean, and my nephew being one of them, being, you know, uh, number one in the state in his class, uh, Jalen Stewart and um, Corin Johnson. You know, I'm just naming guys that are on my team. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's there's so many kids, especially playing for Rotary. Um, there, there's a lot.
1: With Rotary being a part of the EYBL for that Nike does at the AAU grassroots level. Um, what, what is the separating factor or point in your estimation from Rotary, from all the other AAU programs in the, in the area?
0: Um, I just talked to somebody about this, uh, the other day. I think the difference with, with Rotary and these other AAU teams, we have all our guys that are that are playing for Rotary are from the state of Washington. And there's a lot of AU teams that guys from that are maybe in California, but they're getting guys from Texas, wherever, Chicago, wherever. And then they're making the AU team. I think that's what um, separates us. Like Rotary is, is wa- Seattle, Washington or Washington, like our, those are our guys. And I think a lot of AU teams can't say that. Yeah.
1: I've heard, uh, I've heard, similar in the fact that you know seattle rotary is correct me if i'm wrong probably 95 kids from seattle you might get an occasional kid from tacoma or maybe down south caden perry um who's committed to gonzaga Um, but you do take the kids from the state of washington and provide a platform for them to be seen and reach and achieve their basketball dreams so um trey i appreciate the time Uh, It's been great to connect, um, talking about Seattle hoop scene, about your time at UW and some professional experiences. So um, I wish the Huskies, I wish the Garfield Bulldogs nothing but the best of luck as we keep going with this basketball season. So thanks again for joining.
0: Thank you for having me.